Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> Are, are we are we on? We are on. We're on. Did you watch the full length Last of Us trailer? No. It looks really good. I'm glad I got to hear him talk finally. Uh huh. Because I don't think he had a lot of lines in the teaser, but I wanted to hear how Joel like he could get. Man, it's pretty good. I'll I have to watch it. Um, no, I was just texting my neighbor Derek about he saw the menu. Oh, do you like it? He said it was fucking awesome. Sweet. He saw it on a whim. Because there's a movie theater down the street. Isn't it so weird that we decided to do this and then that movie came out? It's right there, man. It's there right now. Yeah, it's probably murdering our SEO. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who Googles dinner party movie. (laughs) This one we haven't seen. No, I would. And uh, what's the other one that's out that's similar? Bones and All? Yes. I think the thing I would go to see first and foremost would be Violent Night. Yes. I almost forgot. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Which, uh, our movie today, Kelly thought that's what we were watching. And then she was like, wait, what the fuck is this? Oh, no. <laughs> She's no. like, oh, we're not. We're... That's no way to go into that. <laughs> I was like, bummer. This is work. <laughs> oh, did she still watch it? Yeah, she watched the movie. She'll watch any of the ones she hasn't already seen. Well, it turns out Olympia had seen this with me when I watched it the first time. Did she watch this ago. one with you this time? No. No. Everybody's passing out at my house, man. Long week. Yes, it's been a long week. Did I didn't you... get a whole lot of stuff in. Yeah, you didn't. That's what I was gonna say. What else? Well, did you also do? Callisto Protocol, which I bought while at your party. Oh yeah, you've been gaming at your, at your fucking Christmas party. I bought it there, and it's just been that ever since. Soon, I'll be there soon. Kamiko from the boys is in it. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, there's some faces. I want to. I'm. I want it. A lot going on right now. A lot of moving parts. It was good. It did eat up some TV time though, yeah. or at least my energy to pick new TV. So, any shows or movies? Uh, MacGruber. Been watching the show. There's a show? Yeah, on Peacock. The- There's a MacGruber series. All the same cast. Ryan Philippi or Felipe or whatever the fuck his last name is. <laughs> Didn't he cheat on, uh, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon? Isn't that why they divorced? I don't know. Yeah, I think he cheated. I think that may have I been I didn't a- even know they were married. I think he's a nanny fucker. No, he might not be a nanny fucker. I feel like he's a nanny fucker, though. That's what it was. Maybe not. Isn't that weird? That's like a Hollywood husband thing. It is, but it's also a thing that when people do that, like I get how that happened. It doesn't sound all that far-fetched. It's like uh, when there's somebody at work that you'd only have a crush on because they're your coworker. (laughs) In real life, you wouldn't. Like you're there and you're like, well, she's the cutest one there. I know that sounds fucked up, but it's true. I'm not going to argue it. Get a work wife or something. I met my wife at work. Yeah, sometimes that happens. (laughs) Happened before you... Yeah, hired a nanny though. So that yeah, <laughs> I mean, we did an episode on a on a movie with a nanny fucker. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No. Which one do we do with a nanny fucker? Joel McHale. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Assassination yeah, Nation. You're right. Babysitter fucker, technically. Nanny fucker, babysitter fucker. It's the same ballpark. It's relative. Yeah. yeah. It's the lower income of the yeah, nanny she, fucker. <laughs> yeah, that's the better deal. That's the better deal. You're not paying like three grand a month, dude. What's that like? One twenty five, like once a month? Yeah, that's like low level executive shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Motel Six chick, not the the JW chick. 
Uh, I'm sure the the bottom level of that is. Oh yeah, no, and I'd never. Yeah, as a thought experiment. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a MacGruber series. Had no idea. And it's you... funny, but a lot of MacGruber is a lot of MacGruber. Like I think we got through four episodes before I was like, I need a break. Only so much it's MacGruber. Funny. MacGruber. It's I... really funny. He's always funny. He's never not funny. He's one of the funniest people. I said McGroover. McGroover. It's like a dance thing from the 80s. Nice McGroovin' skills. I, th I think you're thinking of the Giver. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, that was a surprise. How has that come up so many times? The Giver? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, didn't they... even like it when I was a kid. There was a sequel, wasn't there? There were like three of them. I only watched the first one. They were always on Cinemax. Mark Hamill was in it. In the first one. Yes. And we've talked about that before. I'll stop. I know why. It just it's one of those random things. Yeah, when you start talking about old superheroes, it gets real sad. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Swamp thing was good. There's a David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie from the eighties. No good. Mm. Made Never for TV. That. The history of Marvel movies back then is weird. You know. When Howard the Duck is like the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to watch it again in my life. I'm not even going to try and watch Howard the Duck ever again. I don't know if I got a hold of some mushrooms, maybe. No. That'd be weird when his feathers stand up. But I didn't watch a whole lot of other stuff. I did a mix. I did a movie documentary mix again. What uh, are the movies? The movies, I did Troll. The new Troll that's on Netflix. You said that, and I was like, you watched Troll too? <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, no, uh, it's Norwegian. Yeah, you told me you started it. And it's, when I saw you last week. And remember, I said something about, like, it looks like they're speaking English. It's not even dubbed. They weren't speaking English. It was super dubbed. They were speaking, and, you know, it, it just, I felt like a dumbass because I'm like, they're clearly not speaking English. When I started it again to finish it, I was like, I don't know how I misread that. It, the, the, what a superpower it would be to be able to tune that out. I can't fucking stand, like... When the stream gets fucked up and the, the sound is slightly off from their mouth moving, even if it's just a millisecond. Well, there's an actor in the movie with some very distinct teeth, like they're just kind of long and bunched. And so he was the most noticeable because you could see the teeth at the wrong times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no. So did you finish it dubbed? I watched the whole thing. I just, yeah, I went with it. It was good. It was corny, but great. You oh, know what good. I mean? And then, you know, when it gets to the action sequences, like the main ones towards the end, not, I mean, it's not like you can say it wasn't realistic. Like it's a movie about a troll, a troll. but no, I mean, very, you can't just jump out of a vehicle going 45, 55 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't realistic, but I'm going to nitpick the <laughs> physics of jumping out of a vehicle. Um, anyway, I, if you like sci-fi stuff or mystical things, mythical things, check out Troll. It looks great. It's comedy is <laughs> the comic really, they've got a different style there. But I can appreciate it. It's good to see other things, you know. It is good to see other things. I liked it. Troll was good. And uh, the other movie was uh, what I called an already seen it. <laughs> I rewatched Don't Look Up. Oh, really? It was a newer already seen it. I meant to watch that again. It, well, that movie sort of stressed me out a little bit. Well, no joke. What set me off and made me pick it was there's been a lot of political stuff right now. They just had the Georgia thing and just everything in general. So I was like, I saw that and I was like, politics. <laughs> And I rewatched it. That movie is so funny. Leo's lines, Jennifer Lawrence's lines. They did that so good. I thought Timothy Chalamet was remarkably good in that too. So good. He was like that guy. I've lived in, you know, small towns. There's that guy. That's him. He did a great job. The documentary was Dangerous Breed, Crime, Cons, Cats. So it's not another big cat story like Joe Exotic <laughs> and, uh, you know, Cat Lady. Big Cat Lady. Yeah. Um. 
basically what it is, it's a documentary on Peacock. This guy, he he did film, he did video, he was trying to find the next reality star so he could do a reality show. And he just happened to be doing something with wrestling and everybody's like, you gotta meet this guy. And he's a member of the Hart family. And you know, there's like Brett the Hitman Hart. Remember that name? I remember that name. I, don't I watched wrestling one year of my life, and this was like post the end of Bret Hart's era, I feel like. Anyway, a bunch of them were wrestlers. He's like a nephew or something. But this guy, dude, <laughs> he was like a hustler, a weirdo. He had a chance to be in like the big wrestling, you know, the, the big show. Yeah. But he blew it because he was like untrainable and just a, like a weirdo asshole. He had a shot to do it, and they were like, no. And that's the thing is his wrestling skills were actually good, you know, for the showmanship and everything. Well, so this guy's doing the filming to try and pitch the show. This guy's got a wife and like a live-in girlfriend. Turns out he's like almost holding them as sexual hostages. Oh. Dude, they both leave one day. And is it he... a one-shot documentary? Like it's it's one movie or is it a series? It's two or three parts. Okay. It's two or three parts. That's fine. And then next thing you know, he's in jail. He loses everything. Well, he's such a weirdo. Steroid smokes weed like all day. And he breeds Persian cats. Like that's one of the main sources of income for the household. Yeah, you can't make this shit up. And this guy's like... The flamboyant clothes. At one point, he's got glitter in his hair during the interview. He's this roided up dude. Anyway, the last chick that he was kind of filming when he was doing the documentary disappears. Ooh. And everybody's like, this crazy fuck had something to do with it. I no more. You, you got me. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. I did watch uh, the Ghislaine documentary. Did you watch it? <laughs> I did watch it. Okay. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I need some something that's kind of slow and So talky. you got your uh, Ghislaine on. I did. It was interesting. I mean... I could have I could have gone my whole life without knowing any of that. It's not like you not didn't know already, shit. especially yeah. if you've seen the Epstein stuff. I I was just glad though that something happened to her. I guess, but I mean, again, it's if you've seen the news, you knew what happened, and and you already knew who she was from everything else going on around the story. I think more things like that. I burned out reading about them when they were happening, and uh, those documentaries. I'm like, well, kind of like to know how that turned out. You just want to know some of the backstory, yeah, or something, yeah, just a little a more little substance. More. It was interesting. I keep tickling invisible nuts tonight. <laughs> what is that? I, that <laughs> was like the third time motion? I've done it. Yeah. I'm like, I want to emphasize something to you. So I'm like, let me tickle some invisible nuts. I think we get stuck in little things as humans. Uh-huh. You know, you learn a new word and you say it too many times. Little things. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I feel a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then when we react, we have a certain laugh that we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. I've got a lot of stuff I want to watch. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's at the top with Bullet Train. I'm going to do those two. And also, I don't know if you've seen um, Warriors of Future or something. It's the no. Chinese action movie on Netflix right now. It's like this sci-fi Chinese action movie. I feel movie. like I haven't scrolled Netflix in a while. I, so I saw just a review on it. And I was like, wait, what? It's a Chinese movie. Um, as of this summer, it was like a, the highest grossing action movie in, or local movie. They called it highest grossing local movie in China. I'm like, what's, what's the highest grossing? Locally what's... Chinese. Yeah, like, does that mean the whole country? Or like, <laughs> I noticed you guys say like Hong Kong every other sentence. You guys so... are aware you're the largest? Yeah, you take up some mass, right? You know, you got they, a lot of people. A lot of coverage in that area. Yeah, I, it's called something like Warriors of Future. But I think it's like Warriors of Future. Like, I don't think I put that down wrong. Like, not Are warrior... they kangaroo warriors? No, man, it's... Uh... <laughs> Do you remember that? No. The Warriors of Virtue? No. It was like a kangaroo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sort of thing. You know what? Was that the one where they had like missiles mounted on back things? And no, this was like a bunch of brother kangaroos. They had McDonald's toys for it. 
Okay, see, what I was just talking about were toys that like wieners. Remember, like wieners? I don't. I, maybe it wasn't wieners. What's wieners. Like basically, well, it wasn't wieners. I'm not originally from here. Did that die before? I... Well, wieners was like a clothes store, but like cheap or like discontinued. Okay, or dis- I have a vague memory of there still being a few of those. When yeah, we, when we moved here, that's not in the Northeast. They didn't have those in Pennsylvania. Well, and it wasn't. I forget the name of the store, but basically, if you went to like a Walgreens or CVS and got the off-brand toy, at one point there were like these battle hogs or something. And they were like pigs that looked all mean and shit. And they had these rubber backpacks that would clip on the back. And that was like the weapon systems or whatever. Oh. That's what I, I was do thinking have about. A when, vague you, when you said the kangaroo thing, I thought that was it. No, but, it was a movie. Probably not a very good kids movie. Mm. Looking back. I remember watching it a bunch of times, though. Man, yeah, that one's not even ringing a bell. You know, sometimes you get the little tingle like, ooh. I think it may have been one my grandparents owned or something. Or they had copied off of a rental tape. The fact that you found that peanut butter one a while back that we talked about like this. Oh, uh, the somebody peanut butter tweeted experiment? at us that How Did This Get Made did an episode about that movie. Really? Yeah. Is Was it the peanut butter experiment? No, it was the uh, peanut butter solution. Solution. Yeah. Sorry. Never good at math. Well, I mean, it traumatized <laughs> me and I forgot the fucking name of it for years. Yeah, I remember feeling weirded out when I watched it, but that was a long time ago. It's a weird fucking movie, man. And it had Colonel Ty in it, right? Didn't I see that in the credits? Yeah. You don't have the guts. <laughs> he doesn't have the guts. <laughs> she doesn't have the guts. You don't get the guts. Did anybody ever straight up tell him his wife was a whore? <laughs> I think so. I feel like they did. I need to rewatch that again. I, it's I been think a minute. Uh, Adama tells him that at some point just to piss him off. Just to piss him off? Yeah, I think it's towards the end. He knew what button to push. Yeah, he's like, and your wife's a fucking whore. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he says something about it the way she smells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love it. Yeah, that's it, though. You know, I've got good stuff lined up. I'm trying to get it in there. I'm trying to make more time. I don't have a lot lined up. I'm kind of aimless. At the moment, as far as TV goes. Well, I need to do that, and I'm trying to get out of the rut of watching the oldies but goodies. Yeah, I want to watch, I keep saying it, I want to watch 1899. I keep giving Kelly a chance and to that's watch out it now, with right? me. It's been out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> just It's still in the top ten shows on Netflix. That's what it is when I see it, I think of you because you've talked about it so many times. I like. I keep giving her the opportunity, because I know it's going to be, I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I keep giving her the opportunity to watch it with me so she knows what I'm talking about. But today, Merry Christmas to all. Should have said that at the top. It is the week of Christmas now for you. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We watched Silent Night. Silent Night, which Scott hadn't seen yet. It's been a while since I've gotten you on one. I liked it a lot. Did you? I liked it a whole lot. It was really good, right? Really, really good. Okay, so the f- I, I was just like, oh, Keira Knightley, and I saw some of those you know, familiar faces, and I was like... Let's do this. And it was about a year ago. And just pleasant surprise. I read nothing. So I went in totally fucking blind. Good deal. I'm sorry to hear Kelly thought it was the other movie. I know how that. I mean, she found out before I started the movie. But yeah, I think she thought she knew that I was excited about Violent Night. I love a Christmas horror movie. That third Black Christmas remake, though. Fuck that shit. Was that the one around like 2000 or 2010? Something like that? Or It is was there a relatively recent. I want to say 2017 maybe there was the michelle trachtenberg one like it had uh, david cassidy's daughter in it it had uh michelle trachtenberg because i feel like there was one of a few other recognizable 2000 people. and 2006 maybe that i saw in the theaters. yeah that one was good i liked that one but there was one that was like a it was two girl power oh. like it was really heavy-handed with it too and it had nothing to do with the original it was just called black christmas 
which I guess that that happens. How many Christmas titles can you come up with? I mean, this one. <laughs> Silent Night was perfect. Oh, well filmed too, huh? Yeah, it was great. Uh, Her husband, the director, like if you look him up, he's been the director of photography on tons of stuff. So that household knows it's film shit. <laughs> but let's get into the summary and then uh oh yeah i have a lot of that stuff words oh wait hold on okay so important question i i talked about kelly's disappointment did she like it yes cool even after the we're initial... on the same page about stuff like this mm -hmm. for sure classic kelly fashion at the end of it she was like well that was uplifting <laughs> i was like do you know me at all yeah you married me it's definitely a feel good movie. i'm an uplifting person I don't like uplifting shit. So you want to watch some inspirational sports movies on Disney Plus? No. I do think that they should name it. They're talking about like, uh, oh, not Disney Plus. I do think they should name HBO Max. They were talking about just switching their name to just Max. And they like announced it on something. I feel like, well, that's Cinemax. Part. <laughs> and it's because you are Discovery too. Call it Disco Max, man. Disco Come on. Max. Disco Max is good. I would watch that streaming service. Disco Max is sexy. Really, bottom line, though, I don't give a fuck what your name is. Just have good shit. We like Disco Max. <laughs> <laughs> HBO, you want to be really successful in Eastern European countries? Disco Max. I give you two fish, you give me streaming. And one bear. I ice fish for three days. Get HBO. No shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Night opens with Nell and Simon preparing to host a yearly Christmas party for their former school friends at their estate on the English countryside. Just like our previous dinner parties, this one also begins with the guests arriving to the party and driving there, all that stuff. But it carries a notably different tone. This time, the guests merrily sing along with a poppy Christmas tune on the radio, which, how do they all know that song? Christmas yeah. sweater or something? Nobody knows that song. No, I, I know Christmas shoes. Was that Michael Buble? <laughs> Aside from our hosts and their children, Art and his younger identical twin brothers, Hardy and Thomas, the guests include three couples, Sandra and Tony and their daughter Kitty, Bella and Alex, and Sophie and James. Everyone is comfortable, close, and ecstatic to see each other, with the exception of notable tension directed at the age difference between James and the much younger Sophie. At dinner, it is slowly revealed that an imminent environmental disaster is coming, and an enormous toxic gas cloud is rolling north towards England, killing most of the life in its path. And in advance of it, there are small green tornadoes of noxious gas that seem to indicate its arrival. In response, the British government has issued suicide pills to guarantee a quick and painless death. With the cloud arriving the next day, the friends have formed a suicide pact to take their pills and give them to their children. Frank picked a movie with dead children this time. <laughs> <laughs> While James is in agreement, Sophie has recently found out that she's pregnant and is still unsure of whether or not she's going to take the pill. Several confrontations arise throughout the group. Presents are opened, Kitty receives a doll, and hugs Tony, but refuses to hug her mother Sandra. Art finds the entire ceremony of gift-giving completely pointless. Sandra confesses to James that she was in love with him in school, and asks why he never fucked her. Gotta ask why, it's the end of the world, right? Tony is distressed by his wife's admission, claiming he never faltered in his love. Bella points out that she and Tony had sex 
before he and Sandra got together. And her wife, Alex, feels left out and finding the tap water brown, proceeds to drink way too much alcohol and pass out drunk. Nell, Simon, and the kids have a video call with Nell's mother, who is abroad, but the call is cut short when Grandma sees the cloud coming and hangs up and frantically takes her suicide pill. This leaves Art distressed, and after a conversation with Sophie where he finds out that she's pregnant, he also doesn't want to take the pill. He proclaims this to his parents when Simon attempts to assure the boy that they've made the right decision. Art flees down the road, where he stumbles on a car with a family that's already taken the pill, seeing a dead baby in the backseat, sends Art into hysterics, and a twister of green gas blows over him before Simon can retrieve him from the car. Simon sends Sophie to find Nell, and leaving the boy alone, Art starts to convulse. With Doomsday arriving on the horizon, the friends split up and hastily retreat to their separate rooms to die with their families. But is it the end? Silent Night was directed by Camille Griffin, began production February 2020, and it finished principal shooting just before the first British COVID-19 lockdown. It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival September 16th, 2021, and had an official Christmas time release December 3rd of 2021. The movie stars Keira Knightley as Nell, Roman Griffin Davis as Art, Matthew Good as Simon, Annabelle Wallace as Sandra, Kirby Howell-Baptiste as Alex, Sope Derisu as James, Rufus Jones as Tony, Lily Rose Depp as Sophie, Lucy Punch as Bella, Davida McKenzie as Kitty, Hardy and Gilby, Griffin Davis as Hardy and Thomas. <laughs> I love that. Both of whom, along with Roman Griffin Davis, are the children of the director Camille Griffin. The film had mixed reviews holding a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.2 on IMDb, and 52% on Metacritic. This is the 11th movie to be called Silent Night, not including the Silent Night, Deadly Night, and the Silent Night, Bloody Night movies. And there are more. There's more. When I searched for this on Amazon, there are so many movies that start with Silent Night. This one, I believe, was the... I just did Silent, and then, like, Silent Night popped up, so I selected it. It was second for me. When I selected just Silent Night, it was, like, the second thing to pop up. I would say the horror movie is probably first and foremost. It's good, too. <laughs> I like it. I mean, not good, good, but... Good enough. Yeah. Good no, in a uh, campy B-horror kind of way. I finished Troll. I was really proud now watch of Troll too. Watch it. <laughs> here's the thing: they had some money. Watch a man turn to popcorn. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think that it deserves those ratings. Personally, this is a great movie. This is great, clean. I could see being a little bit disoriented because, like I said, the tone feels really weird. Like it doesn't feel disconcerting. Weird. You're like, am I watching a fucking romantic comedy? This is Love Actually 5. You didn't know what was coming. Yeah, and they did that very well. It was so good. It's very British. Very British. It's crazy that all three of those are her kids, because that kid played art. Fantastic actor. He was. He did a great job. Really good Excellent child acting. Job. I know I bust on child actors sometimes, but that's because the good ones are fucking good, man. Yeah. Like I said, I always go back to Home Improvement, man. That one kid just fucked it up. <laughs> That's what you focus on. I don't think any of those three kids were good actors. Not a fucking one of them. Well, the oldest kid did fine. And I mean, he was in a Fast and Furious movie later in life. And then there's JTT. And then you've got that one in the middle. Mark. Oh, my God. Mark was the youngest. We've had this conversation on the podcast before. Yeah, we have. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah the he was. Fuck. Why do I always mix that yeah, up? He turns into a goth kid. But he can't act. No. He was so probably in an after school special. And then, I don't know, maybe choked on ramen or something. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Not on ramen. Sorry, the shit that pops into my head is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's a, maybe it was popcorn. Um, 
so yeah, I uh, yeah, it starts off. You know, you you're, you're not sure where it's going. You're like, oh, what the? Everybody's all happy. The drive there was too British rom com, and I was like, oh fucking what the fuck, Frank. But like, you felt that there was going to be some drama. I knew that something. I mean, the fucking marketing for the movie, the cover of the movie. It's not that kind of movie. No. You knew it wasn't. It's not like a male and a female lead in the movie and some like <sighs> with the leg kick back and the half smile like <laughs> Yeah, but they set it up like this was not a, a horror movie. This is not a end of the world movie. This is a a comedy. And there was some funny shit in it. <laughs> it was really funny at times. Funny stuff. Like when at the beginning, like when they're talking about like, oh, we're the we're the twins. And it's like they're on the PSN. She's like, bastards. And then the dad goes, We're the twins. He's on the PS2, bastards. <laughs> yeah, and when she tells Art to apologize to Kitty, she's like, What would baby Jesus do? <laughs> He's like, Are you serious? <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just trying not to get him to say cunt so much. Yeah, but when Lizzie didn't show up and they were talking about how, like, did nobody invite her or I didn't really want her to come anyway. Uh, yeah, and Bella's like, no, I told you to invite her. And and I was like, oh, there's something lurking here. <laughs> but I thought it was going to come up again. Sort of bummed that didn't. It did come up one more time where they couldn't call her. Uh-huh. But when we got to the car and the dead baby, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but like, did you think that that was Lizzie? I thought that was Lizzie's family. I know. This was my... And I think it should have been. As far as a writing decision goes, that is a Chekhov's gun you didn't pay off. Having Lizzie it's a missed come opportunity. up twice. Yeah. And maybe it was. And they cut it. But I literally turned the subtitles on to make sure when he was freaking out that they didn't say her name. Mm. I rewound and looked for it. Oh, uh, the dad. Yes. Simon. Okay. Simon. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm not up on character names on this one. I don't know why. I'm normally really good at character names in the movie. That's why I've been putting them in the list. I pulled it so back we up. Can, we can look back. I pulled easier. it back up. This is a lot of people to keep track of in a movie. It's one of those things. I don't have a problem with that. I had a problem with it in this movie. I could not hang on to names. I, wrote, I knew it was going to be a thing. Well, I wrote down family trees of it so I could keep track. Mm. Whose kids were whose. Because in the beginning, I was totally destroying it. I was like, I can't even remember who came with who. I know which <laughs> one the lesbians are. That's it. it. Is that Johnny Depp's daughter? <laughs> yeah, and she's good, man. So when I watched this a year ago, I didn't realize that was her. Did you see Yoga Hosers? No. It's uh, it's like Canadian clerks with uh, little Hitler bratwurst horror movie. It's Kevin Smith's weird fucking... Yoga uh, Hosers. It was part of his walrus trilogy of movies. Johnny Depp's in that one, too, as the cop, Clouseau, or whatever, the French, <laughs> the French detective. Oh, fuck. Nope. But Lily Rose Depp is in that. Because mm. I guess she's friends with uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. And that's how Kevin Smith makes movies. He puts friends in them. And now he needs younger people, so. Always. Yeah. Always. His daughter's boyfriend was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh... He was in that. He was like the heavyset kid in that. He's good, too. Don't talk about series right now. There's one I almost started talking about. We're not there. Oh, that wasn't a series. That was a movie. I know, but it reminded me of a series that I think he did. Oh, I started that. Uh, Kelly wasn't into it. It's, you know what I'm talking about. It's an about. anthology series, so they're not all great. Okay. I put it in they my They never queue. are. Okay. We won't get into it. I'm sorry. I brought up something else. My brain. Squirrel. It's fine. It's fine. I knew something was up when... Uh... Now I need the names. <laughs> <laughs> See this movie. It'll do it to it's you. A, it's a lot of people. When James shows up and she says, we're getting old. And he was like, we were getting old. And that could almost be like, uh, well, we were, but now we are. But it didn't feel like that. Breadcrumbs. And I didn't know where it was going. So I was like, there's something there. Something. 
I meant to ask Kelly if she picked it up too, but there's a couple of them in there that I wasn't getting the first time. That was the one I caught. Um, what is it? The sticky pudding? Oh, the sticky pudding? What about that? The way that they're like, hey, go to the shop and da 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 da. And they they mention like break in if it's closed and you just like kind of Oh, like it's it. a joke. But they But then do. they get back and you see a baseball bat and like some glass next to the pudding in the back. I didn't notice that, but I did where did you go that had that much pudding? Yeah, the first time I watched it, before I knew what was happening, I was like, wait, they really had to fucking break in somewhere for the pudding? And then, you know, it comes together. But um, this time I looked and it's like, yeah, it's they mentioned it before. They even say break in. And then when they get back, there's the baseball bat and glass. It's subtle. Breadcrumbs. I, I think if the marketing didn't let you know anything about it, I, I probably would never have watched it. But <laughs> but uh, the music was fucking dreadful, too, because they kept that rom-com thing up well and you know speaking of the age group i don't know if you looked into that but you know they went to school together that's how they became friends i don't know if it's high school or you know university i think it's university because he talks about a professor later on when they have the conflict when they why didn't you fuck me james real life and you know when when you're a performer you you play parts that are different ages this and that mm -hmm. our boy james was like 10 15 younger like uh kira knightley's mid 80s she was mid 80s um what's the yeah, Kira Knightley's about our age. She was 85. Okay, yeah. So pretty much exactly. What's Kitty's mom's name? Sandra. Sandra. Okay. Sandra was 84. She's us. She was in Malignant. She's the main character. Do you notice that? Is that her? That's her. She just has blonde hair. <gasps> I got goosebumps for real. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, in case you've never heard us mention Malignant, just do it. Anyway. Just do it. Just do it. I broke your brain, you didn't did. I? did. No, I, I didn't forget what I was saying. That's just Yeah, that's awesome. her. She's just very different with dark with, hair. Wow. She's our age. That's what happens. But then here's the thing. The male actors in the film, late 70s, except for James, 91. So their tension about him dating a younger girl may be sort of warranted, but maybe not. Yeah. I just, you know, real life, you know, Cass, he, he they you know, were married, right? Oh, uh, no. Really? It's on Wikipedia. It said they were married. Really? I didn't include it in the summary because I was like, I didn't catch that. I have been slipping lately, but as somebody who likes to pick up on those small details, I didn't I look for a ring. That was the. I would assume they're not married. And no, I don't think there were rings. As somebody, but who knows if they knew the world was ending? Maybe they did get married. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's pregnant. Let's do it. Get it all done. So, by the way, she's pregnant. Yes. Yeah. I, I said that in the summary. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and it's right there, right it's when all I looked out up. There. Yes. Yeah. Um, As per usual, lots of spoilers. Uh, every time. I did leave subtle details out of the summary for a reason. And I'll warn you when we get to them. What, the bloody carrots? Just the, not the bloody carrots. <laughs> no, I, I did write that down for some reason. And then though. Bella ate one of the bloody fucking carrots. Did she really? She did. I didn't notice that. I looked this time because I remembered somebody ate one. I was like, I know somebody eats one. And it's Bella's crazy ass. I feel like she even says it. Then she looks it over and eats it. She's crazy. Remember her in uh, Hot Fuzz? Hot Fuzz, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where did she get fingered? <laughs> <laughs> it's a collision. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a nice arse <laughs> okay i'll stop dinner happened at 18 minutes in this time that was 18 minutes in 18 minutes i wrote it down one potato each so <laughs> i mean clue very early pretty much on arrival drinks dinner the soup the soup favorite <laughs> was it monkey brain soup <laughs> was it indiana jones i feel like oh it... no you're right you're right it, it must was. have been an 80s thing. Yeah. Monkey brain soup. Who started that trend in the 80s? It was just joking. straight up monkey brains and pimple doom. Yeah, they lift the skull up. Which they say it's like a dessert. I bet it tastes like tuna. 
What if it's delicious? Everything tastes like tuna that's, oh, this is so exotic. It's so different. I'm like, it tastes like fucking canned tuna. I mean, I ate cow tongue enough times without knowing to where when someone told me that was what I was eating, I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I love sticky pudding. I like British shit. Other people don't, but I'll eat some bangers and mash. Fuck yeah. But he had that big pile of it in his arms. And I was like, mm, I want some of that. The dinner was quick. I like the potatoes. I like that Bella steals the potato from a child. Why do all three of the boys have full-size bottles of ketchup? Did they? Yes. Because you get whatever you want. That makes sense. Fair point. You get whatever you want. That's why it was fucked up that they didn't have the pudding for Kitty. Because she was like, fuck, I forgot the pudding. Oh, I guess that did make it more important. Yeah. See, in my head, I was like, fuck that girl. That kid's a brat. Do you have a? Uh, do you have anything down about how just people seem to not give a fuck about Alex and just give Sophie shit the whole time? Like because they weren't part of the original group. Like they were. They were almost outcasts, even though they were like they have intimate relations with some of the, their best friends. But like fuck these two. Like I felt like Alex got I mean, shafted several times, and then everybody was just kind of like, "What the fuck, Sophie?" Yeah, and that's kind of why Alex drifted off and got hammered. They were being dicks to Sophie, and she didn't. From what we saw in the movie, nothing wrong with her. She was a little blunt at dinner. I mean, outside of that, she was trying to be nothing but helpful. I feel like it made sense, her bluntness at dinner, mm -hmm. as far as things go. She's already uncomfortable. We find out later why. Absolutely good reason to be like, you shouldn't keep this from your kids. Mm -hmm. You're going to trick all of them? Give them a suicide pill? Later on, they're watching E.T. Yeah, that was a nice touch. It was. I like that she was watching with the kids. It gave it like a, she was closer to that age, wanted to feel that E.T. feeling. Mm -hmm. The ketchup thing, me and Kelly were both like, why do they all have full-size bottles of ketchup? <laughs> I didn't notice that because since I knew what was going to happen, I was really just looking at how the strength was deteriorating. Yes. And it started at the dinner. It you know, did start at the dinner. It starts at the dinner table, the deterioration of the attitude. There are like stages of grief in this movie almost. Because afterwards, they're sort of in denial. They're a little stunned. But when they're like smoking weed out in the greenhouse and he tells the dudes that they're pregnant, everyone seems comfortable until the dude's like, I'm scared. And you're like, oh, here we go. Then you get the buddy hugs. I expected uh, everyone to turn on each other earlier. But we did get the necessary outsider. As far as all these movies go, mm -hmm. with the exception of Clue. Clue is the prologue. But like each one has a person who everyone doesn't feel like should be there. All of these movies. And Sophie is the one in that one. And I was rooting for her. Yeah. I didn't like the way they were treating her. Poor Alex, too. She just wanted to play Scrabble and chill. Yeah, I got that. I liked when she was scooting that chair up. <laughs> and everybody's annoyed, but it's that night where you're allowed to be annoyed. Yeah, what are you going to tell her to scratch the floor? And you look over at Simon, and Simon's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. About none of this. And so they were a wealthy family. Oh, for sure. A state in the English countryside. And did you see Grandma's house? Or Grandma's fucking castle? Grandma, she was abroad. They don't call them that anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for real, she was in a castle when the gas tornadoes hit her. Because <laughs> What did I put in my notes? Where did Grandma live? That castle was huge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was the pill called? Was it called Away? Or lift? Oh, I didn't get the drug name. They were calling it the exit pill. They were, but if you looked on the white, the red box with the white font or vice versa, it was like, I think it was called lift or away. Something like that. It said like one word. And Ooh. I feel like it was lift or away. Watch me be completely fucking wrong. Still good detail, if it is true. If it is true. Lies. I liked when they're opening presents. She wouldn't hug her mom. And she says it because you're wearing my education on your feet. And she just <laughs> strokes her boot. You don't need it anymore. 
<laughs> I was like, how much of those ugly fucking boots? You know, things like that. Can, those could have easily been like 10 grand. And I mean, how much is university if you're in the, in the, is that one of those countries that pays for shit like that? I think they pay for the first two years or something, something. like that. Definitely a better deal than here, I'd have to assume. Yeah. Everywhere is a better deal than here, except for, the, you know. It's weird when governments want to have smart people. Go figure. Well, I mean, it's, uh, sorry, no. not, not getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to fucking go way out there again. But when he flips out about, like, why are we giving presents? And he storms off, and they were talking about the exit pill on the stairs. And he tells him, like, eh, everyone except for illegal immigrants. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would you say that? Yeah, why? Like, well, why even bring it up, bro? Well, I mean, I feel at that point you want to be honest with your kid. Then the world's ending. Just be upfront with the kid. But at the same time, Art with the present freakout, the fuck were they thinking wrapping newspaper that has like the horrible headlines on it for the kids' presence? Seriously. Why do you use like the fucking- And you were doing that whole like shield them from the news thing at dinner, and then you wrap their presence in current newspapers. Yes. I don't know. That was a little, all the things they thought of. Could have been just that- People at this level of class, they're not thinking about shit like that. But you'd think they'd be able to afford wrapping paper. Well, and do you think there was a little bit of like a normal everyday, like day to day life in these character storyline? The parents were those affluent. We love the kids, but go play. Oh, for sure. For so sure. So part of they why they nannies or something. Yeah. They weren't as close to their kids as they probably should have been. And now that the world's ending, they're like, fuck, I love these kids, but we weren't there. But let's let's be picturesque and, you yeah. know. Man. And they're thinking, I should have had sex with that nanny. <laughs> N- nanny fucking. <laughs> should have been a nanny fucker. <laughs> Tell you, man, that could be one of those fucking plot points on your. Uh, there, you know, <laughs> but not not for this, not for this line of movies. I did like Sandra and Bella in the hallway talking about apocalypse scenarios and about how they weren't built for them. Yes. That was a real moment that you'd probably have in that situation. Yeah, because they were scared, but they were like, could you imagine Tony in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> like, just straight, like, we're not making it past day two, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, because that's what you do when you're faced with something like that. I mean, we can go back to zombie land and go through the rules. <laughs> Tony wasn't making it through a lot of the rules. Kelly did go, is it really Christmas or are they just having Christmas because the world's ending? We didn't get a date verification. You're right. Good point. It's a very good point. It's a good point. It's not snowing in England. Not that it does every Christmas, but. Well, I just started watching The Day After Tomorrow again, and it's snowing in England and that. For a good reason. Three storms converging to form a supercell. Yeah, that's like if like Sting, Rod Stewart, and uh, Brian Adams put the tips of their penis together. I knew it was going to be tip touching. (laughs) I knew it was going to be tip touching. I was like, this is going to go to tip touching. I knew it. (laughs) I know damn well where that's going. Well, you've known me a long time. Yes. I shit you not. I fucking could have called that all day. The funniest thing I've ever heard anyone say at a bar was one gay guy said, want to slap dicks? <laughs> I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, and I was like, they do that? <laughs> you know someone did. You know someone's doing it right now if I thought of it. Whoever stops first loses. <laughs> You're on bottom, bitch. <laughs> say that, uncle. <laughs> No, um, but by then Alex has passed out drunk. Alex and she mentioned uh, later she missed her mom. I'm assuming her mom took the pill already or got hit by the gas already, and she knew. You know, I feel like her mom was a confirmed dead. Definitely from what Sophie's story at dinner about just being with these people, and I think she may have been talking to people who were exposed to it already that they had tried to save or something. Mm-hmm. I kind of missed that whole thing because I kept trying to shush her up. Yes. And didn't one of them call her Mrs. Potato Face at some point? Whoa. I didn't catch that. I think so. 
I think Sandra did. Oh, she just has a unique uh, bone structure in her face. Goddamn cheekbones. She doesn't need to fucking contour. Those cheeks are fucking prominent. Like Sorry. Johnny Depp with no mustache. <laughs> Wait, don't say it. <laughs> ah! Ah! I can't unsee it. Um, no, no, no. But that brings... So something I, I forgot to put in here, but you talking about that reminded me. When Bella is explaining Alex's bruise, do you think Bella fucking hit her? Good question. Because what we see later... I, I forgot to come back to that and try to like look for some other reason there you know because you know like whether it's like you know seeing that in real life or seeing enough stories about it document you know fiction non-fiction about you know abuse did it ever come up again it didn't come up again see there were a couple loose ends that did bother me in the writing i don't know if it happened in uh post they cut it out mm -hmm. or something like that. but yeah like they never revisited the bruise and nobody else asked about it but i think she was doing a very good job acting because she got weird when Bella was telling the story. She wasn't, like, safe. You know what I mean? Interesting. I was watching her very closely, and I was thinking that the whole... And I'm, like, watching that that scene. Just the way that Bella was telling the story and maybe, the way that Alex reacts. Maybe they didn't think it was a good idea to do it. Because their story actually ends pretty good. As far <laughs> as far as things go. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a one-of-a-kind in that it's, house. It's nice. It was nice. It was almost sweet in a really dark way. Fucking Bella. <laughs> that actress, though. When they put her in stuff. They yeah, use her to her full good. extent. I need to check to see how tall she is. Pretty tall. Put things in perspective. Maybe not Gwendolyn Christie tall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, when Simon freaks out and runs away to the car, I was like, this kid's fucking dying now. Oh, okay, yeah, so they're arguing in the car. Why? And spoilers now, for sure. We'll, we're we'll, getting close to the we're end. We're getting closer to the end. So they take him to the car, which I get it. It's secluded. You don't want anybody else to hear this conversation. It's serious shit. But if this gas, toxic gas storm is approaching, you go fucking outside? Yeah, so weird. And I'm like, well, I know that they need the setup for what's about to happen. But what yeah. sense does it make to take him to the car outside of the house when it's close to... Uh, Go time. That was one thing about this movie was I felt like we were at the end the whole movie. Like I was like, what's going to happen to up the stakes and the tension? To me, I just got really excited because I was like, it's got to be big, right? It's got to be pretty big. As you mentioned, he runs off, finds the car. Breathes in the gas. Breathes in the gas. And they, they make sure you see that he breathes in the gas. But they did it well. It was well done. It was all right. The effect was not bad. The effect wasn't bad, but I like how it snuck up on him because he was having the moment while seeing the dead bodies in the car. There was real panic on that kid. Yeah. That's why I, I was like, that kid's a good actor. Oh, well, and, you know, I think in perspective, if that family is like that, they've got money, they're probably going to private school. He's never seen a fucking dead body. And then he sees a family and a dead baby in a car. You said, you know, there's not really like a main, you know, the main. And I was like, no, it's Nell. And you were like, I think it's art. I do think it's art. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, because I didn't do like a character arc mm -hmm. thing like I did last time for this because I feel like everyone was given full equal time in this. But as far as like an emotional journey goes, Sophie and Art are the the yes. most affected. Sophie's just in a crazy position all around, and Art's just a young kid coming into life trying to understand why these things are happening or, you know, like why are the immigrants like that's. It's fucked up the immigrants aren't getting it. Yeah, and he's got to be like, what, 12 years old? Yeah, but it, to him, so that's extra heavy. You know, that baggage is it's, it's stuffed. Yeah, um, you thought you had so much left. And I think that that was a, a key thing with the different ages of Sophie being there. She was like in between, and them showing you that with her watching E.T. with the kids. Yeah, because based on what they're saying, she's closer to the kids' age than the, the friend's age. Or she's closer to Art's age, maybe. 
Well, know. and they, you know, they, I know they're just joking and they were poking fun and being mean, but, you know, they say like, what, 15, 20, you know, like, no, like clearly it's like, I would say early 20s is what they were trying to imply. Not a 15 year old. Not, of course, not a 15 year old, but I, w- I would like to say that they're implying like, oh, okay, she is early 20s, not even mid, like 25, under 25. Lily Rose Depp does look very much like a teenager to me, but I'm older. If I was like in my 20s, I might be like, that's someone my age. Who knows? Things get real distorted. The older you get, you can't tell how old anyone is. They either look like a fucking child or they look older than you. And then in your head, you're 27 forever. Well, like I said recently, you know, like, so we're 38. Let's say 32. You're like, man, I'm getting in there. Everybody's like, you're young. You've got to. Now we're 38. You're like, man, I feel older. People don't say shit anymore to stop you. I feel like you say, point out we're old a lot more than I feel old. I don't feel. Am I making you feel older every time? No, I I don't. I don't. A, A lot of things cleared up. After the pandemic, you know, not working a service industry job in some regard has really been like, oh, my body doesn't hurt as bad as I thought it did. (laughs) It was this. So I feel pretty good now. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling like I'll make it. Feeling it. I'm not going to die anytime soon. Watch. I said all that. I had a horrible hangover today. (laughs) I am probably going to wake up unable to turn my head or something just because I said that. You jinx the shit out of it. But when they come back with art, mm-hmm. I think things got real hasty there. And the men had a it's time. They had an it's time moment. Goodbye and got closure. And you could tell that those three were better friends with each other than the sexes were a little more split up. Despite mm-hmm. what Sandra's saying about you were my best friend. The wives, Sandra lost it. Sophie's going through a lot. Alex was still asleep. Passed out the <laughs> Fuck drunk. She too. was that's like narcolepsy right there. That was real panic though when Bella went off to her room and she couldn't wake her up and she needed to give her the pill and she had already taken the pill. And yeah. like I could feel that. And then fucking Bella tries to force the fucking pill. Because that's who she is. Love to hate Bella. Yeah, a little bit. She was wild. Tall, tall lady. With that she's she looks British AF. Yes. But Kira Knightley, despite maybe being the biggest star power in this, I don't feel like she was really the main character at all. Just the face. <laughs> the two bigger actors. They were supposed to be the solidarity of it all, I think. Or Simon was, definitely. Yeah. He was the one holding it together. And of all the things that he's been in, The Imitation Game and uh, The Good Wife, those are like the two that come to mind. And I know he's been in so much. He was the guy, you already told me this, Watchmen? Was he in Watchmen? Yeah, Ozymandias. Bless you. <laughs> um, one of the last things so we're getting to the point they're taking the pills shout out to Coca-Cola for staying strong in the movie fucking Simon's chores that he like he's just trying to sit down at the vanity for like, a second just think for a second and I mean, those kids are like it's warm as the father of a three year old who's not even kids with that age yet I felt that <laughs> when he he like walked out of the room real normal, but the second he crossed the threshold of the door, he took off running. Well, yeah, that well, that one time he does like the Elaine, you know, pill dance. <laughs> he's like, fuck, <laughs> like, because the first time when he's like, and he goes, but when he comes back, it's almost like the tap dance, you know, like the. Oh, and then when the kids are like measuring up who had more coke, real life. I didn't necessarily remember that from the first watch, but as soon as he starts pouring and they're that close and they're twins, you know it's coming. I don't want him to have more than me. (laughs) Fucking dogs. Nice little touch. Nice little touch. How about that reveal, though, where they find out he had been poisoned and she was holding him the whole time? See, I thought maybe she knew. 
Like she was like, he's dead, but I'm not going to let the kids know. That's the thing. She didn't. She did not. Because she was so pissed and feeling whatever about Sophie. Sophie tried to get her a little earlier on. She's like, fuck you, Sophie. To handle your shit. Yeah, she might have made it down there. Anyway. Yeah, because they missed the seizing part. But, um, dude, you saw th- that was like, oh, shit. She did just realize that he's gone. She pulled it off really well, too. And it's the freak out. And that was yet another moment where it's like, how much did they really care about their kids? Because her initial reaction is not like to be that upset. She's just like, what the fuck? It wasn't like just straight to bawling. Yeah, it came to her that he had just suffered. And I feel like Karen Knightley did that on purpose because I feel like there's that underlying they were not the best parents. I mean, they love their kids. They were obviously able to provide for their children. But there was just those little hints of like, you're trying awfully hard to really make up for a lot of stuff right here. They really were. There was a lot of making up for lost time going on with that family in particular. Kitty was a fucking space cadet. That fucking kid. And she disappeared for a large chunk of the movie. There wasn't a lot of Kitty. She was just upstairs playing with the doll staring at it <laughs> or how about when it they looks just like me how about when that family has taken the pill oh yeah that was crazy because that was that moment where the women all realized except for bella i would say but they hadn't they, said goodbye to the other two, women sandra and uh and nell they both realized that they panicked and ran off and they didn't do their goodbyes which is probably the reason they all wanted to be there was mm-hmm. they say goodbye to each other. They had all taken it, and the husband, Tony's like, I can't <laughs> feel my legs. And then, oh, even when Kitty comes back and they're gone, and she's like... <laughs> and when Alex wakes up and throws her fucking pill up, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. And I kind of felt like it's going to be one of those things where, like, it doesn't kill anyone, and Alex, like, lives. Yeah. And she's the one. <laughs> the because one. Because she was in the dismissed, sort of, <laughs> by the group, got drunk, passed out. They denied her on Scrabble. Somebody forgot, what was it? Um, Trivial Pursuit? Well, you would think in Bella's situation, that was the kind of dark shit to it. Bella should have wanted to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I felt like. And she was being really cool about it. Well, she was almost in that more controlling role, but, like, that uncomfortable controlling. You mm-hmm. know, um... Oh, I can't even think. It's of... interesting you picked up on all those things because I don't know that I did because they're lesbians. And so I didn't see the relationship dynamics as possibility as, of like, some abuse in there to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you're pointing it out, I kind of think you might be right. I forgot all about the bruise. Well, and I feel like there was this thing where Alex was a possession for Bella. She wasn't a partner. She was a possession. I felt like that may have been something. Possibly. I don't think I picked up on how much they dismissed her the first watch a year ago. And and this time, because I was able to focus on more, I was like, she never really catches a break or fits in. The Fresca? You like Fresca? I do. No. like she, she, nah, Bitch, I don't like Fresca. Like, fuck your Fresca. Yeah, a My little submissive. My fucking grandma drank Fresca. When they came out with the peach, I was a little excited, but fuck Fresca. I like Fresca. I All do, right. too. I know. I like weird taste and shit. It was in the house. I like things that give me a sensation. It is bubbly. I feel like we have to say the last frame of the movie, and this is the biggest spoiler. I was like, there's going to be one more turn to this. If it's just them, everyone lays down and dies. The stabbing Alex thing, <laughs> I, like I said, it was kind of sweet. In the end, those two relationship, despite whatever You think was the stabbing was there, a sweet moment? She realized that she was like, you threw the pill up. And they kind of like. And Bella's crazy ass is like, I have to do something. And that's crazy. But then they still have like a couple die together moment. Like it didn't come off to me. Like she was like, how could you do that to me? Me and Kelly were both like, why the fuck would you stab her in the abdomen? The fuck is that shit about? Better than cutting her in the throat, I guess. I guess. Not as quick. Not as painless. She did go down real fast, which is just movie mad. I know. I never took those survival courses, so I don't know which one would kill fastest. 
I don't yeah. have the knowledge. Who knows? Maybe she stabbed her in the liver or something like that. Part of me feels like if you did a good temple shot. A stabbing makes me uncomfortable. It's all Scream's fault. The first <laughs> so, fucking scene. They disembowel the boyfriend. So, as you were saying, everybody takes the pill. We get the pans, the slow pans of how everyone died. And then we get to the the master bedroom. That shot where, because they were like, it's killing everything in its path. Mm-hmm. And then when they showed like the snow on everything. Oh, there was snow. At the end, there was some snow. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, when everything was refreshed. When the earth could breathe again. Little Art opens his fucking eyes. Yep. Everybody's dead in bed. Do you think that maybe because he... Like, if you breathe in the tornado, you become immune to the... I think it's like the water from the abyss. Remember how they... How so? If you had to dive... The special dive suit that Ed Harris uses at the end, it's got the liquid that, you know, the Navy SEAL puts the mouse in it. Oh, right, yeah. You have that initial reaction where it looks like they're seizing. There's that reaction period. So, with this gaseous, toxic cloud... Obviously, your body's being introduced to something toxic that it's trying to reject. But maybe the convulsions, the hemorrhaging, the shutdown of the nervous system is almost like a restart for your body to adapt. Maybe. And maybe that's why they went in advance of it. And then tying back into young art's concerns throughout the film, the questions being asked. He had very good points. When something was wrong, he called it out when everybody else just wanted to not talk about it. Art was the one bringing up the good points. He was much more aware. Yes. And they just wanted to have their party. Dismiss a lot of things. True. And and then let's joke about it. Let's giggle about it. Art was the only one being serious about it, asking questions. And then they wanted to blame Sophie for him wanting to question taking the pill. But it just wasn't presented to him as an option until no. he heard her say it. And then he's like, oh, that's I, I have didn't a know I had a choice in this. So that's when, when you said Art's like the main character. I'm like, fuck, dude, that's amazing. And I think the foil to that is Sophie. He She ends up given in and, and so and she's, taking the, the pill. she's the bridge but then not everybody holds strong no and that's what made it real fucked up maybe sophie could have made it mm-hmm. maybe not as many people inside were being exposed to it and it could have just been the simple thing did anyone try a fucking gas mask before they started fucking making suicide pills and what is this drug company that made all these suicide pills <laughs> were they fucking on it because they must have had to do it pretty quick right well, we know that all space programs have a cyanide pill in case they find something. Evil. Cyanide is a dark death, man. A very <laughs> uncomfortable death. Well, imagine how far they've come since then. I mean, all the good space movies have it. Was the Mars one? Did they have a pill too? I don't Last know. days on Mars? One of those in that kind of category had a I'm going to die in space pill too. Because huh. Contact was the first one that popped up. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Spy movies, sci-fi movies, space movies. That but, shit makes sense to me, man. You know what scares the shit out of me? Floating off into fucking space. Nobody wants to be John Favreau in Deep Impact. <laughs> or what's his name in Armageddon? The Italian. Both space movies. Somebody yeah. got got. Everybody tells me that happens in Gravity. Don't care. <laughs> R.I.P. Clooney. Oh, was he the one who floated away? Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> but I mean, really, if you haven't seen Gravity yet, you're not going to. True. <laughs> <laughs> So next time, before we hit to that, oh. since I made this nice graph. Yes. I thought you tapped to say it was over. I'm sorry. No, no, I wasn't no, rushing. Not at all. Okay. I was like, maybe cut that one. I was trying to help. Okay. Sorry. Uh, like, uh, so coherence, the invitation, we covered how those are similar. So as far as comparing Silent Night to those two movies, I feel like we hit these same 
like I know that we always hit the same story points, but these ones are eerily similar as far as like starting with a drive, the reunion of friends. There's an outsider. Different place the dinner happens this time, which I like. Dinner was a midpoint in the invitation. This was almost at the beginning if you said 18 Dinner minutes. was the very beginning in coherence. They were eating maybe three, four minutes in. Everybody was at the table. And then the invitation, it was so spread out. Like, <laughs> you remember, like, from drinks to eating to snacking to... It there was, was just, a lot of uh, cult trying to recruit you. Uh, yeah, you had to stuff. watch the timeshare video. Yeah, and with this one, it was a little more... Because they were so comfortable with each other. It wasn't a reunion of people who hadn't seen each other in a long time. At most, it had been a year. So we got more of that. They sold that rom-com feel at the beginning of it with that. These people, it hadn't been years since they'd seen each other. Nothing had driven them all apart. So that was a very different vibe. And then when we get to dinner, this one was more about the party than the dinner. Not as much focus on dinner. But the dinner did happen. It was right at the, oh shit, point. Like the part three of that wheel I keep making. Which at that point, it's like everybody gets locked in. The video happens in the invitation. The power goes out in coherence. In this one, we have dinner and Art has questions. Art's the pusher. And that's how we find out that the fucking world is going to shrug us off. <laughs> well, and I loved, it was another movie where it wasn't zombies, it wasn't war. And it, it wasn't really trying to be like the dangers of global warming or anything like that. It didn't have a whole message to it's it. It's not over the top or ridiculous. Art says it best because he's like, it's the planet saying, fuck you. <laughs> Which, that's right up my alley, man. The world is not going to end. We're going to die. We're not going to see the sun explode. Well... That we know of. Somebody might. In all likelihood, we'll all be dead, and the planet will be fine. It's been here for a goddamn long time. It'll be here after we're gone. Whether or not it has people on it, who knows? It's all happened before. Cylons will inherit the Earth. Hera. <laughs> so next time we're going to do our last dinner party movie of the season with your next. That's the one I haven't seen. Well, I may have. I don't think I did. I honestly don't think I did. I'm real interested in seeing if you're like, fuck, I did, when you're watching it. Yeah. Because I knew that I'd seen The Invitation once or twice, but then once I started watching it, I was like, oh yeah, this is the dog, the wolf. Well, it was Coyote, whatever. Feral dog. And I'd watch this one again. This could be a Christmas movie down the road. I had no problem watching it again. It's been about a year. I This could be a Christmas movie for me. I liked it. I think it deserved more accolades than it got. It was so good. And the quality, all around quality. Very much so. Like you said, there, there may have been a couple loose ends. And who knows if that didn't have to do with the COVID-19 pandemic. Because mm -hmm. I'm doing reshoots in September. Things could have gotten lost there. They could have just watched it enough times to be like, mm. I only saw one huge continuity error. And it wasn't even, you know, those aren't even worth mentioning. I'm not even going to say what it was. Okay, I'll say what it was. No, I won't say what it was. Say what it was. What was it? The first car that arrives is a red SUV. And it's pulled in. Facing the house. When the second car gets there... All of a sudden, it's backed straight against the house, and the next car backs in right next to it. Oh, it's a Frank continuity error. I was so excited. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a car parked in a different place. Look, man, it's a completely different parking job, and it fucked me up for a second. Because I, I like it when things are smooth and people catch the small details. 
and I understand it's going to happen. You can't catch everyone in every movie. Yeah, and maybe some of that stuff could have been because of the pandemic. You make a documentary on continuity errors, you've got hours of content. Lots of material to pull from. Every movie, there's several. That's why, I don't know, oh, maybe I should search for the perfect movie one day. You find it. <laughs> Citizen Kane. I'm going to find that movie one day. One day I'm going to find it and I'm not going to have to fast forward. Frank wants to go back to the blue room. So next time, you're next with our final dinner party movie, slasher film. And pull back on budget, I think. Going back into the coherence territory. But not quite that low budget. But our last dinner party movie. I know, it's sad. I'm going to miss it. Bring the dessert. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.